You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Hey, I'm Tamara, and welcome to Many Roads Traveled, the travel podcast that takes you all around the world on my overland trips that I've been doing over the last 30 years to 76 countries. So if you love travel and adventure, please subscribe. And of course, at the end of each episode, there is Tam's Top Tips, which is my up-to-date travel tips for that area. Okay, so buckle up, buttercup, and let's hit the road. Yeah, I'm very, very sorry. First things first, welcome to episode 64. Yeah, I just want to apologize for my absence, I guess. I've just been really busy with my other work. I've had to build a couple of websites for clients, as well as I started this new uh, business opportunity, which is uh, turning out really good. And then last week, I broke my ankle. So the audio might be a little bit worse because I'm in my kitchen because I can't really even get into my office because I've got a massive cast on and I'm in a wheelchair. Awesome. The treacheries of Canadian winters. I just slipped on some ice and literally completely fractured my fibula where it touches to your ankle. So I have to go back to the hospital next week to see if I need surgery. Regardless, I'm going to be in the wheelchair for another, I don't know, six to eight weeks. So not ideal. Also, before we start, I just wanted to send my love and my thoughts to all the people in Ukraine, because what is happening right now is disgusting, horrendous. That is one of the reasons I've never been to Russia or actually China, because it, for moral reasons, I don't like their human rights. So that's why I've never been. They literally just declared war on an innocent country that has done nothing wrong. So yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's brought me to tears watching the news. Well, I also want to extend my, you know, love and support as well to all the countries that have been in devastating wars, like in Syria and Iraq and Palestine. Just, you know, it's just wars never solve anything. And also even in Ethiopia, you know, border of Eritrea, you know, if you listen to my last series, you know, I spent a long time in Eritrea and Ethiopia, and I was actually in Eritrea, the, the capital, the first day of independence. So what's happening in Ethiopia, which is in the Tigray area where I went, you know, it's again, just brutal. I just hate war. It never solves anything. It just kills innocent people and destroys people's homes and livelihood. War sucks. So love to Ukraine. Okay, well, I think that's all I wanted to say before the episode started. I hope you're all doing well. Hopefully we're on the tail end of COVID because it just seems to be one thing after another the last couple of years. One good thing is I have booked my, I'm going to the UK, back to the UK for a month in the month of June. So hopefully <laughs> I'll be back on two feet by then. So I'm really looking forward to that. And also I was planning on, as part of this trip, was to go to the Baltic countries, like Latvia and Estonia and that kind of area and Poland. But obviously we'll have to play that by ear. Hopefully things will resolve and settle down and Ukraine will get their life and their country back. Okay, so I think that's it for my announcements. So let's get on with episode 64. Now, I can barely remember where I left off <laughs> in the last episode. So I'm still in floors in, in Guatemala. And it is the 11th of February in 2020. 
where I was staying in Florence was actually across the river. So 7.50 in the morning, I had to get the boat across the river to Florence and then get on the, well, actually through all Central America. They have like what they call like tourist buses or tourist vans, which is kind of a lot easier, especially if you're going to remote locations. So I had booked my seat to go to Semic Champne, which is kind of southeast in Guatemala. The lady who I booked my trip with, who was awesome, I was like, well, I need the front seat because my, you know, my knees are really bad, which is true because I have this rare blood illness. <laughs> Just one thing after another with me with health right now. Anyway, so yeah, I managed to get the front seat, although I did have to have a little bit of an argument with the guy who's like, no, you didn't book it. Anyway, so I was really happy I got the front seat. And it was, it's a long journey. It took me about 10 and a half hours from Flores to get to Lanquin, which is the nearest town near Semichampe. So it's about 13 kilometers from there. 10 and a half hours. Although luckily it's absolutely, like Guatemala is so beautiful. I was actually surprised just how beautiful it was. It seemed like I'd go to one place and I'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I go to the next and I'm like, how does it get better? <laughs> keeps getting better so yeah you're just kind of through like lush mountainous green countryside it's stunning so the views were amazing and then just outside of Lanquin there we got held up by about an hour because of construction so it is quite mountainous because they're actually putting in a two-lane paved road there which will be nice because the road's pretty bumpy so anyways we finally got to Lanquin so I booked my hotel, and they had sent a boy to come and pick me up. There's no bus station. <laughs> Lanquin's really small. So just on the, the main road where the buses pull in. So this kid was there, and he was like, you're going to Venus? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep, got, you know, free tuk-tuk to the hotel. So it's called uh, Venus, I think it's called Venus Hotel in Lanquin. And the hotel's lovely. And again, you're just set in the jungle, pretty much. <laughs> And the hotel had a pool, and I had my own room on the balcony, and there's like all these big hammocks right outside, you know, just looking out into the jungle. It's beautiful. And there's also a restaurant, part of the hotel. And I think the first time on this trip, I had my own bathroom, like in my room, which was a novelty and very nice. <laughs> I just kind of chilled out, had a little rest in the hammock. And then just decided to eat in the restaurant because I was like, I am so tired. I can't be bothered to walk into town. Chatted to a few people that are staying there. And then just had an early night because I was exhausted. So the next morning, again, it's pretty chilled. I went and I just had breakfast in the restaurant and then back in the hammock. I think I was just catching my journal, chilling out. And then decided to venture into town. So I think it was probably maybe 15 minute walk into town from the hotel because the hotel's out a little bit, but you know, it's fine. Like I said, it's really, really nice. I re really recommend it. It was only like $13 a night as well. So bargain. And that's the thing on this whole trip. Well, a lot of my trips, I usually book all my accommodation on booking.com. So if you want to help me and support the podcast, you can check it out. Just go to manyroadstravel.com slash booking. And then if you do book something, I'll get a small commission. It won't cost you anything. So that'd be awesome. Went into town. And then there's some Lanquin, it's called Lanquin Caves. So walk there, but oh my God, it was, because of course I left like one in the afternoon, like, you know, peak heat in the day. It was about a 45 minute walk. By the time I got there, I was literally, it was like I jumped in the pool. I was just soaked. It was like, oh my God. But anyways, got to the caves. It wasn't much. I think it was like a 
couple bucks to get in there. And and I had the caves to myself, which was nice. So just me and a couple bats. <laughs> and then as I was leaving the caves, just some random local guy was there and he was he didn't really speak any English, but he kind of mined out if I wanted to go tubing because you can go tubing down the river. And I was like, okay. And then another guy came over who spoke a bit bit more English. So we arranged it. And I think I paid $8 or something to go tubing. It's like you go five kilometers down the river. So it was just me and this guy who didn't speak English. <laughs> he was kind of like my guide or whatever. Well, he just takes care of the tubes. Yeah, just went down and you just kind of float down this river. And like I said, it's absolutely beautiful. The water is just crystal clear, turquoise blue. I wasn't going as fast as he wanted or I because it's pretty slow. But there's a little, like tiny little rapids. I mean, tiny, tiny. And I kept missing them and going to the side and like getting to the side of the river. So the guy just kind of hooked his foot into my tube and just kind of led me down the river, really, which was okay. I was a little bit annoyed because I was just like, just let me do it, man. Like, what have you got on today? <laughs> I'll tell you what, the water was pretty cold too. But like I said, it was so hot in it. So it was pretty refreshing. Anyways, it was pretty fun. And then I don't even think I went the whole five kilometers because I was like, okay, I'm kind of bored now. <laughs> so I got off and then just kind of walked back to my hotel. But, you know, it was a nice relaxing day. It was pretty cool. And then when I got back, the I spoke to the hotel manager, who was Polish, actually, a really nice girl. And she'd been working there for two and a half years and absolutely loved it. So we arranged to go to dinner together later on into town. So we did that. So we went into town for dinner. And she brought this Danish guy with her and Canadian lady as well, actually. So the, the four of us. So we went to this really nice little restaurant had some great food, and then, you know, just nice chatting to people. I think we might have had a couple of drinks. And then I was leaving. The Danish guy was like, oh, I'll pay for, you know, I'll pay for everyone's dinner. I'm like, oh, awesome. <laughs> Even better. I love a free meal. <laughs> kind of just went back to my room, chilled out a bit. And then the next morning, it was semi-chape day. Basically just went on to the main road after breakfast, had breakfast at the restaurant, and then just went to the main road. And then you just literally hitched a ride on all these trucks. Because they kind of only go in one way. <laughs> and then it was only a couple bucks, right? Then you get to the entrance to Summer Champagne, and it's about $6 to get in. And then you walk in. There's this, it's called El Mirador. It's to get to the top of Summer Champagne, so you can look down on it. So I was like, okay, well, I got to do that. And if there's this sign at the bottom that says, it'll only take 30 minutes to get to the top. Uh, yeah. If perhaps you're like a mountain goat being chased by a jaguar, it may only take you 30 minutes. It took me 90 <laughs> minutes. And again, soaking wet with sweat. It was hard. It's a combination of like wooden steps and then rock steps and then climbing over roots and rocks and stuff like on the pathway. Oh my gosh, it was hard going, especially when you have two bad knees. So I did have a few stops. And then near the top, there was a local lady who... Bless her. I mean, she carried up all these bloody green coconuts. <laughs> so I stopped and had some, some coconut water, which was very refreshing. Anyways, finally get to the top. And it is absolutely stunning. It's, I mean, it is a trek to get to San Champe from other parts of Guatemala, but it is worth it. It's so beautiful. Basically, 300 meter long natural forming lime, limestone bridge that has six clear, like crystal clear turquoise blue pools, kind of a water. 
And of course you can swim in them and also there's a waterfall. So I do recommend doing the El Mirador hike up because like I said, you overlook it and it is so, so stunning. So I was like, okay, because there's two ways you can get up there. So I was like, okay, on the way down, I'll try the other way because apparently people were saying that's easier. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> the first part is literally, it was almost like a ladder of stairs. Like it's pretty much vertical. It was quite far down the first bit and then it's stairs and again, then it's just kind of pathways. And it took me 90 minutes to get down as well because literally bad knees going down a 50 meter long ladder. <laughs> I literally turned around and went backwards. It was easier. But also before that, when I was at the top, I met this really nice Canadian couple and, you know, we swapped taking pictures of each other so, and I took some videos and yeah, it's, it's stunning. So anyways, I finally got back down and I was like, I am going for a swim, man. And it was so beautiful and very refreshing. So you kind of just jump off some rocks into the biggest pool. And I had my GoPro camera, so I brought that with me. And, and there's all these fish in there that kind of eat your dead skin, which was great because I got sunburned really badly in Key Cocker in Belize because I was an idiot and didn't wear a T-shirt when I was snorkeling. So I had lots of, you know, peeling skin coming off my back. So I'm like, yeah, you go to it, fish. <laughs> Knock yourself out. You got a buffet back there. <laughs> the last trucks going back leave were left around between 3 and 4 p.m. So I was not going to do what I did in Tikal and missed my bloody transport back. So I kind of booked it back to the entrance. Luckily, the truck was still there. So I jumped in pretty much back to the hotel where I just chilled for a while. I had to swim in the pool and then I went back into town for dinner to this little local restaurant by myself and I had some fried chicken. <laughs> amazing, amazing day. I highly, highly recommend it. And then the next day I was out of there. I was, I was heading to Antigua, Guatemala. So you'll have to catch the next episode to hear about Antigua. It's an old colonial, one of the biggest cities. Very charming, very lovely. And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. Tip number one is I would, especially getting to Summit Champagne, I would definitely book the tourist vans, I think they're called. Like they do have a specific name for them. You'll see signs everywhere to all, all the places in Guatemala, but to Summit Champagne, you'll see that. Guy went from Flores, but you can go from Antigua, you can go from Guatemala City, many places in Guatemala you can get there. But it is a trek because if you took local transportation, which I looked at because you know me, I do like to travel by land. So it would have taken me two days <laughs> and changing buses about five times. Well, I was 50 at the time. So I'm like, no, nah, I have to give myself a break sometimes. <laughs> That's what I recommend. Get the tourist buses, especially to Summit Champe and out of Summit Champe. And then tip number two is, I mean, they do offer tours to Summit Champe, but you don't need that because it costs like between 40 to 100 US dollars. And like I said, you, you do everything by yourself, really. I don't know what a guide's going to just walk with you <laughs> and pay him lots of money. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Unless, of course, supporting the local economy. That's great. Like I said, you can just literally flag down transport on the main road out of going out of Lanquin. Because they all pass them in Champe. So you'll get a ride really easy for a couple bucks and same thing on the way back. Like I said, I think the last transport leaves around 4 p.m. from Summit Champe back to Lanquin. Tip number three is, yeah, you can actually, there are a few places that you can actually stay in Summit Champe. But there's really nowhere for food. So you'd, unless the, the hotels have their own restaurants, which some do, some don't. 
So if you're doing that, then bring your own food because it's about 13 kilometers to Lanquin. But like I found staying in Lanquin was easier and you, you have the option of food and, diff- and hotels and things like that. And like I said, I really recommend the Venus Hotel. It's like V-I-N-A-S. They were great, really nice. And like the area it's set in because it's in the jungle, it's beautiful. And then for solo female travelers, Again, like I felt super safe in Guatemala, no problems. And I don't speak Spanish. I know a few words, places that have tourists, like lots of people speak English. But if you can speak Spanish as well, you're sorted. Okay, so I think that is a wrap for this episode. So I hope I'm really, really, really going to try not like I think it was like two months before I did my last podcast episode. So so you'll hear from me again soon, (laughs) hopefully in two weeks time, depending on if I have to have surgery or not, I guess. Okay, so of course, for any more info, just on head on over to manyroadstravel.com and take care of yourself, take care of each other, and safe travels one more time. <laughs>